0: Welcome to this month's special programming series, Spotlight on Neurology and Psychiatry, on ReachMD XM157.
1: Do you ever get that feeling that you'd like to give somebody just a good poke in the nose? Well, new research explains why aggression feels good. Welcome to Innovations in Medicine. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. Neuroscientists do a lot of things, but one of the things they're fond of is studying the brain's reward centers, trying to figure out what happens when we feel good or bad or having sex or taking drugs or eating that perfect slice of prime rib. In a study in the journal Psychopharmacology, researchers now say that aggression, too, can light up the brain's reward centers. This might explain why some of us like violent movies, boxing, football, and shouting at one another when the backlog in the office or at the hospital gets to be too much to bear. Here to explain all this is one of the authors of that study, Dr. Maria Kupas. She did this work while at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, but has since moved to an NIH-funded postdoctoral position at the University of Colorado. Welcome to the program, Dr. Kupas. Thank you. So, So tell us what the findings were. How did you link aggression to reward centers in the brain?
0: Well, essentially what we did is we took mice, they were our subjects, and we did an elaborate training session because, as you can probably guess, Paul, mice don't take well to humans trying to train them to do do things. So what we did is we, we trained them to poke a target with their nose in order to gain access to aggression. And why I bring up how it's it's somewhat difficult to train a mouse to do something, the only way that you can do it is if you provide them with something that they find rewarding as a result of poking their nose or doing what to a mouse is considered work.
1: So they poke their nose and they get a drop of some sweet substance or something like that?
0: In this case... No. In this case, we replaced that drop of sweet substance for an opportunity to be aggressive.
1: Okay. So you said access to aggression. So what does that mean?
0: Well, essentially, they were housed in a cage with their female mate and possibly any pups that they... And pups are their babies at that time. And what we did is we removed the female mate and any offspring that they had at that time from from their home cage. And then we put in a testing apparatus into the cage, which essentially consisted of a wall, a metal wall, that only took up a little, a little bit of space in the cage. And it had the, the hole, the sensor, that they were supposed to poke with their nose. And what they did is eventually learned that if they poked this hole so many times, which we used about five to six times, it would vary every time, but it would always average to be five times in order to gain access. And I mean, we would put another male mouse in the cage with them. And this triggers an aggressive response out of the male mouse because they're territorial. They want to protect their home.
1: Now, so I'm a little bit confused. The mouse is learning to push on the plate so that you'll put another guy in there that he can have a fistfight with, so to speak. That's correct. Inherently, he wants, he's looking for somebody to, to mix it up with.
0: Exactly, or else he wouldn't poke because this isn't something mice would normally do on a repeated basis. They're exploratory animals, and that's how we begin to train them is because, well, they poke the, no- the hole once just figuring out what's in their cage now, and then we'll put a mammoth, and we'll eventually increase that number of pokes until it it seems like work for them.
1: I just want to make sure I understand this. It's not a question of a mouse. Seeing another guy behind a window and saying, "Let me at that guy." There's nobody around. He's just learning that he, that if he pokes, he can get himself a good fist fight.
0: Correct. It's like us going to work. We wouldn't go to work if we didn't get paid.
1: It's like some guys going to a bar on Friday night looking for a good fist fight. Is what it sounds like.
0: He'll he'll not even go to do something for pleasure. He'll do something that he ordinarily wouldn't do. And that's what makes it even more special.
1: Okay, so yeah, it's very special. So now that we have these these mice who are much fiercer and more horrible creatures than I ever dreamed, how did you use that once you trained them to come up with your findings?
0: We had a fundamental question. We wanted to know if this aggression was anything like other things that, you know, people and animals find positively reinforcing in the brain. So we wanted to know if the same brain systems that underlie other things that are positively reinforcing, which that is our fancy way of saying rewarding, okay? So if the same brain systems that underlie drugs of abuse or sex, if the brain systems that we know control that also are involved in aggression. And so what we did was we inserted a small tube into the brains of the mouse that essentially is like a prosthetic implant. And that enabled us to put dopamine receptor blockers, so we call those dopamine antagonists, into this specific brain area that has been known for quite a while to be involved with other rewarding behaviors. And so by this, we essentially wanted to block the pathway. This is the nucleus accumbens. So it's a part of the ventral striatum. The dorsal striatum controls a lot of movement and and things like that. But the ventral striatum has been traditionally associated with rewarding centers.
1: And dopamine is the neurotransmitter that mediates those rewards.
0: One that has been consistently associated with rewarding behavior. So, for example, when you take a bite of yummy pie in the nucleus accumbens, a whole lot of dopamine will be be released.
1: For those of you who have just joined us, you're listening to Reach MDXM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. We're talking to Dr. Maria Koupas about what happens in the brain when we get rewards, including things like aggression. You knew the area of the brain. You knew about dopamine. That sort of thing was known. The question was, does that system kick into gear in these mice who are now trained to ask for a fist fight?
0: Well, we have evidence saying that it does. Essentially, Like I was describing, when the dopamine is released in that area, it latches on to another cell and activates it. Well, our goal was by injecting these dopamine antagonists and essentially dopamine receptor blockers, we wanted to block that neurotransmission so that the signal wouldn't be able to excite the cell, basically making dopamine that was released in that area inactive. We found that once we injected that dopamine, he no longer wanted to poke for reinforcement. And what was really, I thought, special about this study was that oftentimes when you inject dopamine antagonists or dopamine receptor blockers into any area in the striatum, like I mentioned before, dopamine in the striatum and in the nucleus accumbens has a lot to do with movement. And so in a lot of these studies that occurred prior to this one, there were a lot of movement side effects. And so the mouse wouldn't work or the the monkey or whatever wouldn't work anymore because he couldn't move. Here, we were able to see that the mouse still could move. He was still very ambulatory. The doses that we injected didn't affect any other behavior except this motivation to be aggressive. He was still grooming. He was still exploring. He was, he was just done being aggressive, which was really exciting because these drugs that we've used have been used in psychiatric patients for quite a while. And the reason why they become non-aggressive is because they become sedated. But the issue is, is that When these drugs are administered systemically, it hits all these other centers, but we were able to show that really if you can deliver it somehow just to the nucleus accumbens, you might have a good chance of stopping the motivation to aggress.
1: Potentially a treatment to reduce aggression without immobilizing somebody or sedating them.
0: A lot of people who are on these drugs stop taking them because they don't like the side effects. And the medical technologies are becoming so advanced now. I believe we'll be able to engineer this type of drug sometime in the future. We, not meaning me, but somebody.
1: Obviously, aggression is a serious problem. And you're talking about cases of people with psychiatric illnesses of one sort that may include aggressive symptoms as part of the illness what about, you know, sort of both random aggression, either, you know, people, criminals, let's say, who don't have an obvious psychiatric illness? You know, does this point to some ideas about what to do about those kinds of things? And, and, of course, there's a dark side, too, which is how about misuse of these drugs to do too much to reduce aggression in people? All these psychiatric drugs have their good side and their bad side, of course.
0: There's a whole lot of implications from this work, I think, basically because of the nature of it, right? We're, we're, we're seeking to understand behavior. And seeking to understand human behavior at any, at any point in time reflects a whole lot of ethical issues. So, unfortunately, I, I don't know how, how we can escape those ethical issues except by really trying to use them ethically and in, in keeping the drug regulations the way that we have them, only, only doctors being able to, to give them, you know, and hopefully trusting that they'll be ethical about it. But on the other side, as you pointed out, there's a whole lot of implications here, implications of not only the things that you mentioned as far as people with psychiatric illnesses and whatnot, but you brought up criminals. And and that also brings up, you know, how we deal with criminals and the criminal justice system and and whatnot. And taking away the the drug aspect of the research is the behavioral aspect. And so it points to a a lot of ways we might be able to improve our our justice system. And it shows that maybe punishment, because we know things that are possible, positively reinforcing, when we use those to modify behavior, it works much better than punishment. So if we don't even look at feeding these people drugs, we can look at how this study shows that aggression is reinforcing and rewarding. And so when we look at criminals doing crimes because they like it, maybe we should think about other ways of reforming them other than punishment.
1: Give them some substitute that'll give them the same kind of satisfaction without causing harm or injury.
0: Light up those those reward centers without their preferred source. <laughs> of course, when a person is really far gone and they've already developed a, a strong association between the aggression and reward, you know, these criminals that have been doing it for a long time, it's, it's of course going to be a lot harder to break them of that and, and perhaps The systems that we already have involved are the only way we might be able to deal with those people right now. But earlier on in their careers, before they had that contingency, that strong association between aggression and the the reward that they feel, perhaps you know we could step in earlier and get them into boxing or get them into video games or something where they could they could feel that reward of aggression but not be pathological about it.
1: Would it be of interest to look at a mouse who's watching? an aggressive encounter, and see whether he gets some zing in his reward centers from just watching it?
0: There have actually been some interesting studies along those lines. One issue is that mice don't generally like to watch other mice. They're very egocentric, and they're not going to sit and watch it. However, some experiments a long time ago, back in the 60s, I believe, uh, Travis Thompson, he used fighting fish. And these fish would swim through elaborate mazes just to take a look at themselves in a mirror that they thought was an opponent. And they never got to fight this opponent, but they, they would do this, but they would hit up against the mirror and they would try to aggress. They would do it just to look at it. And human beings are another fabulous example. We will watch violent sports, you know, every Monday, Sunday, Thursday, and Saturday.
1: Hey, this has been a great conversation. Sadly, that's all the time we have. We've been talking to Dr. Maria Kupas from the University of Colorado about how the brain rewards and processes aggression. Thanks so much for being with
0: us. Oh, thank you so much, Paul.
1: I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. For comments and questions, visit us online at reachmd.com, where you can access our shows, download podcasts, send us your thoughts, and just check our program listings. Thanks so much for listening. We hope to see you again soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Innovations in Medicine on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. Listen all month as ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals, features a special series spotlight on neurology and psychiatry. Here is a sample of the great shows airing this week. I'm
1: your host, Dr. Michael Benson. Good news. More fraud and waste will be cut out of the Medicare budget next fiscal year. Join me as we talk about Medicare reform with our guest, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, a fellow at the American Enterprise Institute. This is Dr. Lisa Mazzullo. Join me this week on Advances in Women's Health
0: to discuss with Dr. Joyce Wesselden the challenges of sleep disturbances and obstructive sleep apnea for women and the challenges of treating those patients. And I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune. Join me this week, and I'll be speaking with Dr. Richard Anderson. He's the CEO of The Doctors' Company, and we'll be talking about medical malpractice and tort reform. Listen all month as ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals, features a special series spotlight on neurology and psychiatry. For our complete weekly guest and program guide, and to send us your comments, visit us at ReachMD.com.